Hey there. Good afternoon. I'm about two hours into this. How's everybody doing today? Happy uh, Friday. It does not seem like Friday. I guess everybody's out enjoying their Friday afternoon, which is good. I'm glad you are. And I'm still going to do the 15 minute rev because I'm a little bit late today. It doesn't seem like Friday. It's just been a weird, weird week because we have so many things going on right now in the spirit and in the natural. You know, everything's amping up for Halloween. Uh, let me see what the date is for that. We've got about, I think it's what, the 21st today? So we've got about uh, 10 more days of this mess, but everything's amping up in the spirit for this stuff. And so if you're getting caught up in witchcraft, they're doing their thing. I mean, they are really, really preparing for Halloween. They start on the 13th and they start releasing early death assignments and things like that against leaders. Hey, good afternoon. I'm surprised you're not out this Friday. I got a late start, so it's my fault that I'm late, but um, had a few things I need to take care of on my computer too, to in order to even do the rev today. So it just hit and posted on YouTube. Oh, did it really? Oh, I'm glad we'll have, we'll have some more people here shortly, but you know, a lot of things are going on right now <clears throat> and I know, Hey guys, good afternoon. I'm so surprised to see y'all because it doesn't feel like Friday. It, it's such a weird day. It does not feel like Friday at all. And, and I've got a prophetic, I've got a hard, hard word again. God's been talking to me out of the book of Jeremiah. And, um, but before I get into that, I want to talk to you a little bit about what's been hitting you with witchcraft. Um, if you don't know anything about October, October is a big month of transformation for the body. And, um, it's the month between the battle between the serpent and the eagle. And so if you know anything about the serpent and the eagle, then that's, that's indicative of, all the tools that you've learned throughout the first part of the year as to it's going to help prove whether or not you've actually learned those tools and you've been transformed enough to maintain your positioning in order to go higher into the spirit of love or it's going to determine whether you digress you have choices you really have choices this month god gives you choices we, he gives us free will and so we have the ability to choose whether we're going to go higher or whether we're going to digress. And that's why I say to you guys, when we come after or through the ninth of Av, hey, Stacy, good afternoon. When we come through the ninth of Av, um, <clears throat> that's the first marker um, to indicate to you that you're entering into an inspection place, a place where God's looking at your heart to see if you've gone through the washing of the water of the word and see one. And by the way, as we come through January 1 this year, we've got so much more to teach you about the heart of God. But C1 comes in, golly, you guys are troopers, man. Good to see you this afternoon. But it C1 is a determining, uh, a place of cleansing where you go in and then you enter into fire, which brings all the stuff that you should have gotten cleaned off in C1 through C2. So it's a refiner's time. Uh, it lasts from April 30th through September 15th. It goes a little bit longer where we have to learn to take our thoughts captive and battle witchcraft uh, versus Holy Ghost fire. So you're learning to press into God or you can succumb to the witchcraft, which brings me uh, to the ninth of Av, which is the inspection place of God. And then you come into October, which is the judgment place of God. God judges you to see whether or not so it's a battle. It's a digression or a progression place between the serpent side of you or the God side of you as to whether you're going to progress forward. Now, if you haven't chosen to come forward, that's your prerogative. No harm, no foul. It's between you and God. But don't expect to get anything anytime soon if that's your position on that. If you want to stand underneath the apparatus of religion. A lot of witchcraft today. 
which leads me right into our discussion. A lot, a lot of witchcraft. If you're feeling major resistance, it comes with this month because the enemy's coming into deeper darkness while we're going into deeper light. Hopefully the latter is you. So a lot of resistance, a lot of macro spells being released this month on a galactical cosmos level. Major macro spells in the cosmos level to cover humanity with deep heaviness. A lot of the prophets are talking about heaviness being released. So there's a heaviness, weightiness, heavy resistance being released through witchcraft on unhealed vessels around you and onto you. How does that impact you? If they're releasing resistance and they're releasing witchcraft and they're releasing uh, pressure, witchcraft onto unhealed areas, that means those people are probably going to be manifesting. They're going to be manifesting. I'm seeing it all around me. I'm seeing it on leadership. I'm seeing it on sheep. Um, and it really takes a lot of discipline. We were talking to our teams about this this morning to stay focused in this hour. But it also takes a lot of a lot of discipline not to react and to just respond and, and do what God would do. Because I'm telling you, you're planting seeds. And, and it also uh, helps to show whether you're going to be approved or not to keep coming higher into the Lord. So be attentive to that. Um, and I'm going to tell you also to be binding early death assignments around you through these macro spells. Um, the Lord was showing me this morning um, when I was, the Lord always talks to me when I go get coffee every morning. And he was showing me that there's a stagnation that occurs this month. It's a type of stagnation of the heart where people get stagnant. They get sluggish. It's the holiday season. Uh, they want to get in the festivities mode. But unfortunately, this is not a year like any other year we can just relax and start kind of powering powering down and like we would normally do we have to be attentive you have to stay in warfare mode you have to stay attentive to what's going on november 6th is right around the corner so that the resistance the witchcraft is going to be uber high between now and then uh because we're battling for the heart of our nation so they're trying to stagnate our nation they're trying to stagnate you and by the way if you're a loving leader i'm speaking to all the very very warm loving leaders out there and and don't be so quick to pick up that title that's like talk to you about the title here in a second because it's going to blow some of your minds but for, for you truly warm loyal loving godly leaders and you do know who you are um the enemy's coming after you so you need to be play, praying psalms 91 around your heart inside and out around your breathing they're coming at breathing right now um I mean, they're coming at the breath of God. If you know anything about the breath of God, the heart of God, the two things, the three things the enemy can actually, it's three. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Three things the enemy can never take from you is your time in the earth. He can try to delay it. He can try to ransack it, uh, but he can never pull you out of the earth unless you don't know you have a generational curse operating in your life. Um, but if you're aware of these things and you've been diligent about getting these cursings repented of, he can't take your times. Your times are in God's hands. Okay, so also your breath is in God's hand, as well as your heart being in God's hand. That's the good news for you. So when the enemy comes in on another vessel through an unholy speaking spirit, mixing the unholy with the holy, well, we've been talking about gates. We've been talking about your mouth gate. What? Who do you allow into your gates? <clears throat> A vessel has several gates. So who do you allow in to do transactions with you? Do you get your heart cleaned up? Do you get your gates cleaned up? Are you allowing just Jesus to speak through you? Because if you want to get your prayers answered, you're going to only say and pray what you hear your father saying and pray. So 
when you allow the demons to come in and do transactions with you when you refuse to get cleaned up, that means you're doing and mixing the holy with the unholy. And God doesn't honor that. God says, if I didn't speak it, it has to fall to the ground. So God is trying to teach us how to do this. And so you have another breath on your tongue that is speaking your vessel for unholy purposes. And God won't honor your prayers, Jezebel. So let's move forward because this is a month of transformation. And it's going to take a lot of discipline for the true hearts of God to break through into the new. Um, and it's the battle. It is a definite battle because we we still have a lot of vessels in the church operating in religion, in witchcraft, in Jezebel, and they think they're okay. Where many of these vessels are trying to play God over other people's lives, and they're I mean they're trying to play their own God, and then they wonder why God's not showing up. and And it's it's in, it's imperative in this hour. And so, where we have society right now, that's the church mountain. Where we have society is that society is so weary right now. We don't know whether we're coming or going. Thank you. We'll say that. But I want to encourage you because when I was in Galveston, God, God is so good. I had a dream. I had this dream when I was in Galveston and it has to do with America. And I walked into this room and I saw this fake that's in office right now. And I saw the fake speaker that's in office right now, all the fakes, but they had a mask over their face. And I reached up and I snatched his mask off, off his face. I can talk. Snatched the mask off his face. And, and I started just re railing on the fake speaker. And she was looking at all this jewelry that she had. And I said, look at me when I'm speaking to you. I said, because you've done a lot of harm to a lot of people. And, and I knew that the person behind the mask wasn't the real person. But I sensed the military was behind it. The military is involved. So. The, the dream switches and then I was being brought off somewhere else by the military personnel. And he said, we want to put you in an obstacle course and you're going to take this test. And so all of a sudden I enter into this huge door that, that goes forward up. And I enter into this darkness. It's pure darkness. And you can't see, even in my dream, I couldn't see. And I was trying to aimlessly wander around, just trusting the word of the Lord. And the dream switches and I'm in a car at this point with another military personnel. And I'm talking about my background, my, ba my way that I was raised um, with the military and things like that. And um, then I was just about to ask him a question about the first two scenarios and I got woken up out of the dream. But I believe the dream means this. I believe it's for the natural and the spirit. And I believe that for the natural, it means um, that we're having to learn the truth from a lie. It also is for the church or having to learn the truth from a lie and learning to discern who's operating in truth and who's just blowing smoke. Who's really, really operating in the warm, unconditional love of God. And I mean this for you leaders out there. If you want to be a leader, <clears throat> you're going to have to start doing some hard things. You're going to have to start standing up to these fake leaders and saying, you know what? I don't know what God you're serving. We must not serve the same God because the Jesus I know doesn't act like hell like you do. He didn't do these things behind the scenes. He doesn't call right, wrong, and wrong, right. He actually does what he says is right because he's the way, the truth, the truth, the truth, and the life. So he's not a, he's not a hypocrite. He's not living a life of hypocrisy. So 
but your hard leaders are going to have to start. Are you, you new leaders are going to have to start addressing this stuff. And matter of fact, the, the truth prophets are actually doing you a favor because we're actually standing here doing it for you. But you're going to have to follow in behind and start calling right, wrong. Excuse me, not back that up. Right, right and wrong, wrong. Excuse me, I'm tired today. But that's that's the hard job that God has given you in this hour. You've been lifted up for such a time as this. So we're being called in by God. Double truth is always called in by God to help clean things up. And then double mercy comes in and applies the balm of Gilead afterwards. And so you're, you've got a hard job. A lot of you leaders have a hard job, but you're having to start pointing out people that are calling right, wrong and wrong, right. Instead of right, right and wrong, wrong. I'm going to say that correctly this time. But the Lord is calling us. And he's lifted us up for such a time as this. And so we're also in a place now. And I'm going to charge you sheep with this. This is where things are getting amped up. Because Ezekiel's will is taking a lot of heat because we're double truth uh, ministry. And I want to enlighten you sheep with some things. This is the today's rev is called this witchcraft resistance, corrupt leaders, illegally stolen destinies of sheep and God's true heart. What do I mean by that? And some of my leadership over here is going, oh, doctor. yeah, we're going there, we're going there. Um, have some of you sheep ever wondered why your destinies haven't come to pass? Have you ever wondered this? And, and you, you leaders, they're just bigger and fatter and, and their pocketbooks are getting bigger, driving nicer. And I might dog in that because I believe God's a God of blessing. But I also believe that God is a God who blesses us himself, not by our own hand and by our own pocketbook. Um, and this actually happened to me when I called a ministry, a big ministry, and asked for prayer one day. And I said, I don't understand because God told me this. And the person on the other end of the phone stated, well, you know, Missy, you don't want to try to force your own destiny to come to pass because if it's not God, it's not going to come to pass. But in the spirit I heard, they had unfulfilled dreams they were trying to project their dreams off onto me and I said wait a minute I addressed it I said wait a minute with all due respect um I've had this prophecy given to me by over 20 prophets not by my choosing and it's not like I'm looking for it to come to pass because I was minding my own business on the sets of tv and film well it's not like I asked to be here but I do know when God speaks to me no offense but that's the truth and I proceeded to tell the person I said I I'm perceiving that you yourself have unmet dreams and unmet desires of your heart that you're trying to project upon me. I said, therefore, I'm not going to receive your word because I feel like that's you trying to goad me into your doubt and unbelief and into your fondancy or whatever it is, this disappointment that you're operating in. And then they proceeded to say other things to me. And I said, I've got to go now. Have a great, see you later. Have a nice life. Never called them again, but that was an eye-opening experience. And the Lord proceeded to show me after that several other things within that ministry that weren't aligned. And then lately, I've, I've really, really had my eyes open. Um, and I want to charge you sheep with a task. If you're under big ministries. I want to charge you that you need to go into the courts of heaven, especially those of you under big ministries. Because the reason I'm asking you to do this is because I want you to think about something as to why your dreams and your blessings and destinies have not come to pass. I was listening to a leader. The Lord 
had me by accident on purpose one night turn on YouTube. And I turned on, and I don't want you goofballs out there. Some of you leaders are such goofballs. You'll actually try to go do this. And God's warning you actually that if you do this, I'll judge you. Because he's already judging the people who are doing this. But I, I listened to an apostle out of Africa about some of these big leaders who lead these hunted sheep. And then they go after because these apostles see your giftings and they see your anointings and they see your potential and they see things that you can't see. Could it be? Could it be that you need to go seek the Lord to see if somebody has stolen your destiny from you, your titles and deeds from you, your gifts and your callings, which are irrevocable, by the way. So they're already out of line. They're already out of line. And, and could it be because what I'm seeing, I, and I see it on, this is why I'm not going to go any further into this, but it's why this individual is getting judged because this has happened for years and years and years until they ran into a brick wall through the Lord. And God said, enough, enough of your hypocrisy, enough of your stealing dreams from my sheep, enough of your wickedness. The Lord says, I had already filled your coffers and I'd already filled your heart. I'd already filled you with your dreams and all your ambitions. And you go after other sheep's things? How dare you? Says the Lord. So your sin has found you out. So I'm going to challenge you, sheep, to start going into the courts of heaven and seeking out prophets to see if somebody's stolen your dreams, if you have unmet destinies, if you're in your 50s and 60s and you knew God told you something and, it, and you've done everything God told you to do and you sat underneath a leader or leaders who seem to be progressing farther than you ever have, yet your stuff's disappeared. You want to know why? Because they're seeing into your future and they went and took your mantles, they took your giftings, they, 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 they connected their own life to your giftings. This is what I learned through this African prophet, this African apostle on YouTube. And I was livid, livid. And God put a stop to it. He stopped them dead in their tracks, but now they're all under judgment because they've been dismissing their own sin for so long. And God has even sent a major prophet in. I'm going to get into that here in a second to talk to these people, to confront these. But these huge ministry leaders have stolen your destinies, your callings, your titles and deeds to them, all blessings from your bloodline spiritually. Do you know how angry that made me when I sensed somebody trying to tap into the blessings of my forefathers that they blood and they sweat, they sweated for and they bled for? How dare you? At that point, we lose all uh, sense of reason with what's, what the Lord says. And I'm seeking the Lord, definitely. Most definitely. Because of how they could see the blessings in your life. And the Lord says you need to get with loving leaders and take them back. As, to, as this is why you've never had the manifestation of your calling. This is what's going on. And you need to start taking a look at these people and asking yourself, how could you, you corrupt, selfish? How could you? What a piece of work. 
But because these corrupt leaders saw what God wanted to use your vessel for and because of what you couldn't see, they went and they prayed spiritually of your life and tried to, some of, they can't do it anymore, but they've stolen what belonged to you and your forefathers. And that's why their ministries got so big and yours never came. That's for you out there. Start questioning it. I want the whole world to know we're going to spread this all around far and wide. Far and wide. Lord's saying, get away from them as their Jezebels and Ahabs. Go and steal other people's vineyards, which is why they're being judged by God. They've only been in ministry for money. Some of them started off well, but they've ended badly, very, very badly. And now the glory has departed. The Spirit of the Lord has drawn back. Drawn back. And, and by the way, releasing death on my vessel is not going to stop the message from coming forth. Some of you, you can go to all of the people in your flock who practice witchcraft in your flock. I don't care if it's Native American Indian. I don't care who. We're calling you out. And don't make me call you out by name. I'm, asking, I'm itching for God to let me say, say your name. But as for you innocent sheep, you, you good sheep, people who really want to serve the Lord out of love, they targeted you as a dumb sheep. And that's what's so insulting. Because your heart was really in this to help. And to do it for the Lord. This is why so many sheep are so frustrated in this day and time. Because their destinies have been stolen by corrupt leaders spiritually. And it's time for God's people to stand back up and take back what belongs to them. Not only as a nation, but also in ministry on the seven mountains. And for those of you leaders who've gotten and come up along these corrupt leaders and you've sensed something was wrong and you didn't understand why, They've stolen your mantles. That's why your ministry has gone astray. It's, and you were successful before, and all of a sudden it's gone haywire. That's what they've done. They've stolen your gifts, your callings, your mantles, everything. Everything. And you know, it's interesting to me because yesterday I was in my quiet time with the Lord regarding the prophet Jeremiah. And I've never understood, really, I've read almost all the books in the Bible, but I, I read through the Bible every year, but... I've never really had such an intensive conversation with the Lord about the prophet Jeremiah. He went through a few things. He went through a lot of things where he was told to go and speak the truth to a king, the king of Judah. And actually it was Zedekiah, to be honest with you too. He spoke with Judah and he spoke with Zedekiah about what the Lord was going to do to him. But this king was so arrogant that he threw the prophetic word of the Lord into the fire. This is from yesterday. The conversation just keeps unfolding and unfolding. And I'm thinking, wow, really? I mean, how stuck on stupid do you have to be to keep denying the Lord? And just because I'm a woman speaking the truth to you, don't be so quick to dismiss me. I believe this. I believe the Lord says, I'll, I'll raise up the weak to confound the wise. Pardon me. I'll raise up the weak to confound the wise. And I believe he's using a female vessel because most of you people wouldn't expect this type of truth to come out of, the, the, out of a female. And don't just take this sit down and shut up attitude, you can take your Baptist theology, go blow. I don't care. I don't believe in denominations. Jesus was a non-denominational God. The only banner he carried was love. That's the only banner he carried. But I believe we're living in an hour now where God's using the people who are willing to say the truth and who are willing to stand up to the tyranny. We're not willing to put up with it anymore. And it doesn't mean we're being disrespectful. Hey, good afternoon. Good evening. 
doesn't mean we're being disrespectful because that's not a reason for you to sin. Lord says a lot of you leaders out there, you've used that excuse. You're being disrespectful to me. Do you know who I am? God doesn't even care who you are anymore. He's so disgusted with you because you've been getting rich off the back of a sheep. And you've been building your own dynasties off the back of a sheep. So God doesn't care. He's here to try to save your soul. But yes, he's using the least likely to succeed, hoping that you will say, wow, this is different. Maybe I should listen to this instead of just disregarding it and then running to your buddies as if they're going to be yes men for you. God's tired of you being and running to yes men. He wants you to start heeding the truth. You already heard the word of the prophet. You know what he wants to do. And you're continuing to do what's right in your own eyes. So this is what the Lord said to me yesterday in my quiet time. This king was so arrogant that the, he threw the prophetic word of Jeremiah and of the Lord into the fire. He threw it. Pfft. Like, yeah, it didn't matter. I'm just going to believe what I want to believe. Thinking that that would force God to change his mind or make the truth go away. Find yourself doing that. Think, ah, what does that prophet know? And all of a sudden the word comes to pass and bites you in the butt. And you're like, ah, oh, I should have listened. Because you knew at the time what God was speaking was the truth. When in reality, all it did was make God angry where he told Jeremiah to rewrite the word and have the scribe give it back to the king. Give him another copy. Maybe he'll listen the second time. So, the Lord is saying right now, when people have wrong motives and they're stepping up into pulpits, thinking God's never going to hold them accountable, Lord says, I'm not building the dynasty of Saul anymore. That was for a different season. And by the way, it was never meant to be the dynasty of Saul because Saul never did what he was told to do. He always did what was right in his own eyes. He was just kind of halfway do it over here because he didn't want to upset the, the apple cart. He didn't want to, I didn't want to, he didn't want to offend these people because he didn't want to offend his friends. And what are my friends going to think? He cared more about what man thought rather than what God thought. That's where you get into trouble. And I always tell our people, I always tell them, you better keep God first, even ahead of me, always ahead of me. I always tell, I always teach them what my mentors have taught me. God has to be number one in your life because what if I fall? What if I fall? Do you have to keep God number one? Lest you become like a Saul. And God says, in this hour, I'm here to build my kingdom, my way. I'm building my sheep back up what you've done, where you've led them astray, where you've led them down an easier road, where you knew, you knew it wasn't the right way, when had you corrected them all along the way, you would have had a powerhouse because you would have had a dynamic team. So the Lord says for the corrupt leaders doing this, they're now getting called out by God's people like Kent Christmas, big prophets. I don't know how much more in your face God has to be today. It's, might as well have called you out by name. Because God's now calling the corruption out. To which now these leaders have thrown the prophet's words into the fire. But God is not having any of that. Now God's telling the sheep who have dreamed for far too long where they've served these leaders faithfully and they still have nothing to show except for their experience which is a good thing 
and you've got experience. I guarantee you once some of you listen to this message and you realize what's been done to you, especially the Jezebels, because Jezebel's so arrogant, they have, they have to be in the limelight. Oh, God. Jezebel always has to be in the limelight. They'll sashay up alongside of leadership, but when Jezebel hears this, they're going to be really mad, but maybe not. Maybe they're, they're so goofy, they don't even know the truth from a lie. <clears throat> but the Lord's saying now it's the sheep's hour. It's because it's the sheep that at the heart of David, the Lord is using in this hour. The ones who have been faithful, the Lord says, they know that it's my time to shine. And they're going to be the ones who are going to be used to bring the Lord into the glory. Hey there, how are you doing? But I'm telling you, get away from these corrupt leaders. Get away from these corrupt leaders. For those of you who have been waiting for years, your blessings to come to pass. And you've been waiting and thinking they were going to help you all the while. They Spiritually. Yeah, spiritually. Unless you have protection of praying protection. Gifts and your callings. I mean, you need to be taking all your mantles back. You need to be seeking out prophets and taking your mantles back. If you've been sitting under big leaders, they haven't been really, I'm not going to say they're here to promote you. They're here to promote God. But if you know God's told you something and all of a sudden it's just kind of gone, well, I'm not really sure what's going on because God's been showing me. I'm telling you, get away from these types of leaders. Get away if you sense that. And if you're a woman leader, because a lot of the Lord showed me today, a lot of these leaders are taught to hate women, especially if they come out of the Baptist background. Yeah, I'm picking on Baptists. My family's bad. I'm not hating my family. But I know that that denomination has propensity to twist the truth of the word of God, which is why God's dealing with this sit down and shut up mentality. Because now God's telling some of you who have that mentality to sit down and shut up because he has a few things he'd like to say to you. God's tired of it. God says to carry no other banner but love. Jesus didn't carry any of the banner but love. All these denominations, Presbyterian, Methodist, Baptist, they're man-made. And the problem is, and, and, and I believe that John the Baptist, I've thought about this for years, actually. I believe that John the Baptist actually was a, a fire and brimstone front runner he would run prepare prepare you the way of the lord but his heart was pure his heart really had uh he was drawn to the, obviously he was drawn to the lord it was his cousin but he had a love for god where we see a lot of these people caught up in plastic Christianity, and they think that they can twist the word around which is what we're seeing in the bible not in the bible but in the body right now uh where people twist the word to serve their interest Oh, well, here, if I can just get that truth prophet to shut up and tell her to sit down and shut up. Well, I'm not sitting down and shut up. I'm going to say everything. This is in my quiet time today. This is all in my quiet time. Go read it yourself if you don't believe me. I always tell our people, go get the Bible. This is the Bible I'm using. It's the one-year Bible. The one-year Bible, 365-day Bible. And so for all of you people out there who have felt like you've served faithfully, and yet you see only one person succeeding. And they're not a team. It's not a team. It's, it's a them. It's a them syndrome. I want to challenge you to go to a prophet. And prophets, if you're 
mantles have been stolen, if your gifts and callings, if your blessings from your family bloodlines have been stolen, go ask the prophets. And then if so, get away from that leader. Get away. That means they're getting rich off your back. And they that's how their ministry's gotten so big because they've stolen mantles and they've stolen gifts and callings. And God says, enough. Enough, Saul. Enough. Which brings us to Jeremiah 37, 1 through 38, 28. When people use you, that's the title. I didn't title this. It's out of the Bible. I mean, where Zedekiah, King Zedekiah, wanted the intercession of man or of the man of God, but not the instruction of the word of the prophet of God. Because he thought he knew everything, but he never should have separated the two where he wanted God to be his servant to deliver the city, but he was not willing to be God's servant and obey the word. I didn't make this up. This is in the word. Go read it yourself. And you see, the problem with this leader was that he only asked God for help when he was in a jam. And he didn't heed the words of instruction given to him by the prophet because had he heeded the word of the Lord, he too would have been blessed. He would have been blessed. The prophet would have been blessed. He would have been blessed. But instead, he got mad at God. He disregarded the truth and did his own thing. <clears throat> if you know anything about Jeremiah, the new prophets rising onto the scene, again, we're all double truth prophets, and which is also fixing the increase with the level of double truth God's placing in and around us right now. Because as the darkness gets darker, the light has to get lighter. That's why he's placing double truth everywhere. And so don't find yourself, I mean, don't let yourself get offended when the truth comes around you. God calls you to be a lover of truth. And if you are a lover of truth, then you're going to find really, really quickly how fast you will accelerate because it'll show you the way in which you're to walk very quickly if you heed the word. This is why Jeremiah, when he released the word of the Lord, he was beaten. He was stoned, which I just cringed. I thought, wow, really? Which proves how the ungodly look for every opportunity to perse persecute the godly. The ungodly will always persecute the godly. You can count on that. They hate the truth. They want to live a lie. They want what they want because they're flesh-based. And this king that Jeremiah administered to had illegally placed Jeremiah into prison and was trying to harm him for telling him the truth. Can you imagine? Unlike what we're right now with January 6th. So he was trying to kill him because the king knew he was getting ready to be judged. But I'm saying you don't take that out on the prophet. Because had you owned your own mistakes yourself and owned your own stuff, which is truly godly, you would have actually probably been blessed. And when you don't, it's a hypocrisy, which is usually true of any vessel getting judged who displays that part. Because what the king didn't recognize or didn't acknowledge is that he wouldn't be seen with Jeremiah, but he wanted Jeremiah's help. What a hypocrisy. This is in that word. Go read it yourself. How, how much more hypocritical can you get? He wanted what Jeremiah had. He wanted the knowledge. He wanted it, but he didn't want to be seen with him. He didn't want to acknowledge the Lord on his life, but he demanded that Jeremiah acknowledge the Lord on his life. He demanded the respect of Jeremiah, but he wouldn't be, dis he wouldn't be respectful to Jeremiah. What kind of hypocrite are these people? Well, themselves. Then God was just sitting over there laughing and laughing because God saw the true motives of the king's heart. 
especially towards God's servant. And you don't think this isn't getting God's attention? Oh my, this is happening so much right now in this hour. Because God knew if this king treated his servant like this, then the king had also mistreated many, many other true servants. Are you listening? Have your mantles been stolen? Have your bloodline blessings been stolen? Nothing panned out the way you thought it would? And I might ask, am I trying to create confusion? Hey there. Am I trying to create confusion? I'm trying to get you to be God and to seek out a true prophetic friend who will come alongside of you and verify or deny what I'm telling you. If if it hasn't happened, okay, blow me off. But if it has, I'm going to challenge you to get the heck away from that because they've gotten rich off your back. Stolen your blessings, your ability to be because they took wrongfully was never that's why they're being judged god says enough so you know the good thing about jeremiah was trooper if you ask <laughs> i'm not sure i would have gone through all this i'm not sure i haven't already gone through some of this but he he knew god would take care of him he knew god would take care of him and he'd already had a discussion with the lord about it so he had a clear conscience because he knew he'd been faithful to the Lord. Nothing to hide. He's like, I'm, I'm just saying what the Lord told me to, to tell you. But if you know anything about bad and weak, they're more interested in being popular than being right with God. That's in that world. And so it takes a pretty spineless coward to pretend to be something in front of God and the world. That they're pretending like they're godly when they... When a true prophet calls you out especially, and I can only imagine what that prophet thought. I can only imagine what both prophets thought in the natural and in this situation with Jeremiah. But it's it it, it <laughs> it's amazing to me how people take this attitude of, hey, let's just pretend I'm okay. Pretend like I'm okay. Pretend like my heart's okay. Remember, we've been friends for 30 years. Remember, you owe that to me. I'm telling you, man. If I'm wrong, you better be calling me out. You better be calling me out, guys. Seriously. <laughs> because if I ever expect my friends, and I was told by one of my best friends, don't ever get between my relationship with God, Missy. And I learned really quickly to always keep God first, even above my friendship. That I could always be a true friend. Because if you're not a true friend and you don't know how to tell your friends the truth, then you're a pretty spineless person. That shows that your heart is corrupt as well. So it takes a pretty spineless person to expect everybody to, to agree with them and this fake godliness when the prophet calls them out in front of God and all creation, thinking that all the sheep are just going to go along with their lie. But the Lord says in this hour, I'm not living your lie with you any longer. Nor am I going to allow you to mistreat my flock any longer because we're in a season where God is setting his sheep free to serve him. Get their destinies back. Because many of the sheep have been battered and bruised by this type of selfish ambition and greed for far too long. Far too long. And the Lord is saying, it's time for judgment. Judgment is here. If you have a ministry and you're doing this, God's about to take your entire kingdom. 
I don't care if you're a friend or if you're the foe that's listen, I'm about to take your entire kingdom from you for not standing up in the truth and what you know truth to be and not making up the truth as you go along. And for those of you who have agreed with this type of bumbling, Lord says not to ever call cause your brother to stumble. But for those of you who have allowed these people to bumble, become bumbling fools in leadership, to continue on in that stumbling, Lord's saying, you too are being judged. Like I told you at the very beginning of the conversation, when I talked to you about the young woman who had died, who, who had a friend, a friend who was contributing to her sin. And he was burned back in that fire. Burned badly. So don't think you won't get burned. Don't think it's not going to hit your door. And what's sad, sad about that is that I've learned about judgment is that, and I say, I want to say something about my own life, but I don't want to cover any. Um, let me see if I can talk around it. Tell you the point. I have a member of my family is so prideful that they they've gone through. They keep putting their mouth on the annoyance. I haven't said a thing. I've tried to here graciously because if you say it as a prophet, you look like you're full of yourself, <clears throat> and so you can't say that to people. And so I just have to stay silent and think to myself, when are they going to get it? He's defending me. can't help that he's defending me. He just doesn't like it when their mouth all over. And I've seen this person go through. I've seen lose. And it breaks. And I'm just thinking, when is enough enough? Yet with the spirit of Jezebel and Ahab, which is what they offer, that spirit is so arrogant, so full of pride, and it's religion and witchcraft that operate with it, and they will they refuse. They just keep their adamant of doing things their own way. No, I'm right, you're wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. Stay in the background thinking, when is enough? When is enough? Um, what is it going to take to break your stiff neckness? Your hard heart. When is enough? Because I'm seeing. And when God used my vessel and judgments, that's double truth. I can't help that. That's what I've been called to do. But we're saying in this hour, depending on your religion, you need to know your religion is only going to take you so far. It's time to stand on the rock of faith. Thank you, Lord, thank you. Well, it says it's time to stand in the truth and start owning your own stuff and repenting and getting into deliverance when you know you've fallen short of the glory of God. Because God wants many of you faithful sheep to start standing back up and stepping back into destiny. He wants you to also know that God is giving you your lives back, that you can step into destiny the way God meant for you to originally, which is how these double-minded leaders <clears throat> took it away from you. 
They got swayed. They got caught up in their own flesh. And you got caught up in it because you weren't weren't paying attention. You know, let me say this too. When you've got good leaders, a good leader, and I'm not trying to tout my own horn because God knows I've got my shortcomings, but I will say this. I've always believed and I've been raised by a dad who always taught us to get in there and roll our arm sleeves up right alongside of everybody else and help do the, the heavy lifting, help do the dirty work. Because in doing so, um, you show them that you're there to serve. You're not there to serve yourself. You're there to serve everybody. You're there to help. And then everybody gets blessed. Everybody gets blessed. And now I believe that God is saying, I'm giving back what belongs to you spiritually. This is for you sheep. And some of you leaders who have been stolen from by these corrupt leaders. It says, I'm giving it back to you now with Hebrews 11, 1 and Psalms 33, 9. God's switching it back over to your vessel and your bloodlines now. Getting back your blessings. But you still need to follow up with the prophet to verify whether I'm telling you what I'm telling you is truth or not. If your blessings have been stolen from you or if your mantles have been stolen from you by corrupt leaders because of what they saw in your life versus what you didn't see. When, when I saw that, that video, I was absolutely floored that somebody would ever think that that would be appropriate in the body of Christ. But then you have some charlatans that do that. They're just in it for their own pocketbooks. And so it's up to you to stand up or keep taking it and have your whole life stolen. And you've wasted 50, 60, 70 years in the earth getting nothing accomplished for the kingdom. And I don't know about you, but I want the whole enchilada. I'm not giving one thing. The devil's not taking one thing from me, especially from corrupt leaders. Not one thing. Not people who think that it's theirs because they're owed it or because whatever thinking they've got going on in their little brains, I don't know. God's like, no, I, I'm, I'm outing these types because they lack integrity. They, have a, they lack character, just like Saul. And it's just sad because now, even though they start off well, they're crashing and burning because they won't listen to the truth. And then they hear words like this and they get all in a puff and they think, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? They get mad. I'll just, just, that's just how she is. No, you need to listen. You need to listen. Because I don't know how in your face, how much more in your face God needs to get with the truth. He's done everything today but call your name out. And you've had other leaders back away from you because they're more godly than you. And because you didn't like their truth, you tried to get them to participate in your sin with you. And so you went around Jezebel and you tried to find leaders that would just be yes men for you. Oh, here, agree with me because we're friends. But the two men that backed away from you, they were godly. You are not. And God showed me who they are. And I thank you, whoever you, I know who you are. Thank you for standing up in truth. Because they're going to be blessed. But you're about to lose your whole kingdom one who's done this and if this king would have just had the courage to listen to the word of god and obey he would have stood up and stood up to his unbelieving friends and this is what's this is in the jeremiah book of jeremiah this is what this king zedekiah did if he would have just not listened to his friends 
And he would have obeyed the word of the Lord and done what was right instead of letting his fear and unbelief ruin him. He could have been blessed. He could have won the whole kingdom. He could have blessed so many. And now they all get to go down in a blaze of glory, forfeiting their story, dragged down into the mire of disgrace and defeat for not doing what they knew was right. And that's a so safe. And God is not having this situation go anywhere but in his sovereign direction, just like he told the prophets originally. And just because you don't like the truth doesn't change the outcome or the direction. God's looking out for says the Lord. I'm looking out for my truth. And I'm doing a further separating today. Which takes us to 1 Timothy 6, 1 through 21 as we start wrapping up. Where it talks about watching your motives. So that you don't bring reproach to the word or take advantage of fellow believers. But instead, doing all you can to help them. Because in doing so, you're so... Lord's saying also, be careful in this hour to inquire of the Lord in all things by not assuming your anointing is higher than another. You don't know who God's called you to be. You don't know who God's called others to be. You don't know how long or how much anointing they have on their vessel. And by the way, people can surpass you. Not by choice. By God's divine appointment. And so David knew this. And he knew that Saul was anointed, but David also knew his anointing was much higher because of his love for God. Who he was. And he knew he didn't have to prove anything to Saul. But he respected him on the sidelines. He went as far as he could. And then he's like, God, baby, see what's going on. Chased and chased him. God's like, I know. But either way, be careful who you put your mouth on. Lest God show up and show you his offense towards you for wrongly touching him. Lord saying, watch your attitudes, because in all that you do, God is not into your arguing about the Bible. And Lord says, it's maybe, maybe for those of you who do like to argue all the time, you like just to argue. You just want to find something to argue about. That's all you know how to do. You don't, don't know how to love peace. You don't know how to love peace. You just want to argue about theology. Lord says, maybe it's time that you do a heart check to see if you need deliverance for a bad heart condition. Because Jesus hates it when the sheep bicker over death. And there are just so many more important things to be done in the kingdom right now. But Lord says you can never debate anyone into the kingdom or into a more sanctified life. You have to display. You have to display love to them. Sometimes display that means biting your tongue. You don't always have to be right. Because God says, even though I want you to enjoy my gifts, I want you to also have the right attitude. I want you to have the right character. I want you to watch your motives as to why you do what you do. Always do heart checks. David, if you know anything about David, David was always doing heart checks. He was always doing heart checks. Good afternoon. But he, he was sincerely always honest with the Lord. And he wasn't ashamed. He didn't go before the Lord. I think sometimes he got embarrassed because of his own behaviors. Especially when he got called out by the prophet for messing around and committing adultery. 
That was pretty embarrassing. But he paid mightily for it. But he was always honest before the Lord. How honest are you with the Lord? It's, I just saw a post the other day. Um, it's funny. It was this guy who was standing up alongside of this very, very thin pole. And he's expecting this thin pole to hide him from God. That's how we, that's, that reminded me of how we do with the Lord in our sin. Thinking that we're going to hide it from God. We're going to hide behind this pole as though God can't see wherever you're at. The Lord's saying he wants us to enjoy his gifts. When our hearts get set in the wrong things, we get off course. We can't use it. Unless we repent and get cleaned up what God has stuck to begin with. And that takes us for God to clean your heart up. So, know the things you should flee, follow, and fight. And then the Lord says, watch your stewardship. Because every sheep has a responsibility to watch over what God has given to them with a right heart that are followed by right actions, lest God take it away. And when judgment comes running to your buddies, this is me saying this, won't change the outcome because judgment will have already hit your door. Which leads us to Psalms 89, 38 through 52. He was talking about God's covenant with David. And if you know anything, we're talking about King Zedekiah. And I think before that, we were talking about the king of Judah. Jeremiah had to confront a lot of kings, a lot of leaders. And then we're winding up when he's talking about David. And, and I believe what this deals with is servants that start off right. They start off with the heart of David, and then they get, they, they get stiff-necked by warfare. And then they get bitter and hard-hearted by warfare. And, and if you know anything about coming into the first of the year, the tribe of Dan, if the first, if I'm correct in the way that God showed me this, the first tribe that we step into is the tribe of Dan, who is a very, very warring tribe. But they didn't know when to stop warring. They didn't know how to listen to the Lord and let God fight some of their battles for them. <clears throat> so he could show them a thing or two. So when you try to keep time with God and you start stepping into these different tribes, into their strengths, you also have to look out for the weaknesses because you don't want to get caught up. Your, your goal is to attain the attributes of God's heart. Okay, so in order to attain the attributes of God's heart, then you have to allow God to change your flesh in order to obtain more of God. Okay, so you don't lose that perspective. But in this conversation, in this part of the conversation, David had been defeated, and he was dethroned. Actually, he had been replaced by his son, Solomon, and passed away. Not dethroned, but he had, I'm not going to say defeated. Maybe he'd suffered some self-defeat because of his own self-defeating behaviors. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And, you know, people could have gotten like Ethan and begun to question God and, and God's covenant but instead, they begin to see things from God's perspective. If you're looking from it from the right lens, the lens of truth. Because there's a way that seems right to a man, but is death. Because God doesn't ever break covenant. by promised David there would always be somebody that sat on his throne. And so I don't know. I, I, this is just my, my own curiosity when I say this. I wonder when David passed the porch, if David knew he was tired and he was 
it was just the Lord's timing. And so he told he started preparing his son Solomon, preparing him for kingship. Started teaching him way in which he should walk. You know, I often wonder that, or if it was just the Lord saying, "Hey, it's time. I'm bringing you home," kind of a thing. And I need to go back and reread that because I don't remember. But because their eyes, the people could have gotten dismayed when all this happened, when the torch was passed. But because their eyes were being open to the truth and what over what had been done to not just around them and they'd seen different situations going on within i think david's leadership when they see your sin people are stupid <laughs> i often wonder what his what his staff thought about david when they knew he was messing around and having an adulterous relationship have you ever thought about that and then thinking oh my god oh i can't believe he's doing this Oh, my father got an idol, whatever it is. It was his with Bathsheba. And so in this hour, God's saying, I'm looking for faithfulness. I'm looking for faithfulness. I'm looking for people who will be faithful and finish the job. And people who understand to trust me when I'm transitioning something out of their hands into another. And, and matter of fact, I'm thinking, God, you know, always let me bring, help me to always be able to recognize when we're switching. That's hard. Very, very difficult. When you know God's doing something new, it doesn't mean you know, he's doing it without you. He's just saying, hey, I've got to do it this way because I know what it's going to take. The job done. Not trying to leave anybody out. But if your heart is wrong, heart needs it can down. But the Lord's saying, never judge God's faithfulness on the basis of how you see your, the world around you or what you feel, because God's promises don't ever fail. They don't ever fail, and God knows what He's doing. He knows how to get the job done. Which brings us to Proverbs twenty-five, twenty-eight. And it talks about a person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. A person without self-control is like a house with its doors and windows knocked out. And a man who does not control his temper is like a city whose wall is broken. So when you start giving way to your flesh, you start acting just like the world, and you start doing all these evil things because you don't like and I've had a few of those outcomes in my life. I've had a few outcomes where I didn't agree with what God was doing. Several. Several. And I went into church and I shook my fist of them. And it is gracious. God met me right in front of me. Right in front of me. And started answering all these questions that I didn't even know I had about the situation. And my heart just melted, and I thought, oh, my God. Oh, my God, how can you take all these broken things and put this back together your way? How can you do that? And he has. He has. Because he's a, he's a good, good God. He's a faithful dad. And he knows what he's doing. He knows how to get us from point A to point C in the next leg of our journey. Are you encouraged? Again, if you are a sheep, first, hopefully you heard the first part of the message. If you 
Go back and listen to the replay. You need to go seeking out prophets to find out if people have stolen your blessings, stolen your mantle, stolen things from you as you sat under some leaders because we're living in time. We're finding out things about people that never dreamed to find out <clears throat> where God is saying enough, enough. I want you to take long looks served under. Were they for you or were they against you? Was there always something wrong with you kind of a thing? Go ask a true prophet, somebody you trust, not somebody that's a yes man or a yes woman, somebody that you trust. If someone's stolen your mantle as to why your life may not have been the way it should be. Because I believe a lot of this has happened. And when I heard that video, and, and I, I've just kept it to myself. I heard the video over a month ago. But um, until today, let's well, to talk about that video. And I was like, here we go, Rock. So, anyway, I hope you guys have a great Friday. And it doesn't feel like it's Friday. It feels like we're just like it's like about a Wednesday or something to me. I know some of you people are saying that's blasphemy, Missy. Don't say that. It's blasphemy. It's Friday. So, anyway, it's Friday. Go have yourself a great Friday. I'm going to go and probably relax a little bit and get ready for my weekend. I hope you are too. And until I see you again, hopefully on Tuesday, then maybe we'll pick up there and continue the conversation. But until I see you again, have a great night, guys. Bye-bye.